Oh, the 10 runners-up will win an Aragon video game. Oh my god, there's an Aragon <laughs> oh, video game? There's an Aragon video game? Everyone paused. The movie. Oh my god. <laughs> the game was generally received poorly by critics. <laughs> Mixed or average reviews. <laughs> it is profoundly uninspiring. <laughs> oh. And the plot is thinner than <laughs> hospital undies. <laughs> That's funny. Oh... It was surprisingly well developed for a Nintendo DS game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. burns for the game and the Nintendo <laughs> DS. <laughs> That's like two in one. Oh my god. The, the IGN praised it for having thorough menu and tutorial systems. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You know your game is bad when... <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. But for today, I have a randomly generated fantasy name. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, uh, it's a good one, which I say every episode, because <laughs> yeah. they're all good. But here's yeah. a good one. My name today is Robwin Monstercloth. Monster cloth. Monster cloth. <laughs> Monster cloth. Robwin. Monster cloth. <laughs> Robwin. Yep. Huh. Uh, Monster cloth. That's a good name. That is a good name. It yeah. does make me think that it has to be a cloth with like very cartoony monsters on it. You know. Yeah. Like, like children's like a bed pajamas. Sheet. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you oh, yeah. had a wholesome thought. Oh God. What yeah, the no. yours? <laughs> Don't even want to know. I don't. <laughs> no. uh, I'm concerned. Ugh. Anyway, who Anyways, are you? <laughs> that leads into me. My name is Sam, but in fantasy land today, you can call me Samuel Magic Better. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Samuel Magic Better? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm okay. still Sam. <laughs> Samuel. You're Sam, but better at magic. But better at magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is my magic Sona, who's better at magic than who's me, but good at magic. <laughs> Just much yeah, better not, than I am now. Yeah, yeah not, no magic right now, which is wild because you're pretty good at magic now. I <laughs> it's true. I sometimes mm-hmm. like to think I have an affinity for water when it rains, but like mm-hmm. that's just you live in Newfoundland, so all the yeah. time. Yeah, I know. So it's like, don't you ever like kind of like look at the rain and you're just like. What if I could control this? You could be I a do. waterbender. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Anyways. <It's> fine. <laughs> Who are you, Hannah? Me is Hannah. Hmm. What? Yep. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. It's been a couple of weeks. Yep. <laughs> We've yep. forgotten how to say sentences. I haven't been able to speak in days. Uh, my name is Hannah, but for the purposes of today's podcast... You can call me by my name, my fantasy name, which is <clears throat> Gale Tradamus Loves Wielder. Whoa. I feel like it has to be said in that voice. <laughs> Gale Tradamus? Gale Tradamus? Oh, Gale Tradamus. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Gale Tradamus. Wow. Gale Tradamus Loves Wielder. Loves Wielder. 
Isn't that a lot? <laughs> That's a lot. It's a, a lot. lot to unpack. Yeah, like where do we even go with that? <laughs> do you wield love or does love wield you? I think I'm incredibly like smarmy, but also very charming. Mm. Yeah. All the ladies fall for me in this fantasy tavern. Sure. <laughs> the tavern. Just the one tavern. Just the single this tavern. One. And this yeah. one specifically. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Perfect. Amazing. Um, well, with that out of the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all of us, with all of our names out of the way, let's talk about the two chapters we read this week. Weech. 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 This week. What is happening? It's not like I don't speak to other people in between recording sessions. <laughs> like, I don't, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great point. Um, <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the two chapters we read this week, which are two chapters of Aragon, the book, with mm. the dragon on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, which one? Uh, you know, the, the I almost said the green one. That's not it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the blue one. I literally have a picture of the cover open on my screen, and I still said green. You guys talk now. <laughs> sure. So chapter 39 is Capture at Gilead, which our adventure party is off to Gilead to meet someone named Dorman who will take Aragon to the Varden. Their journey takes about a month and along the way they sell Kado or Kadok or however you say that. <laughs> Aragon turns 16. Safira celebrates six months of being alive and Murtaugh and Aragon form a friendship, but never talk about their past because that would be too much, of course. Once they reach Gilead, Murtaugh heads into town to convince Dormid to meet with Aragon and comes back to tell Aragon that he will. But the chapter ends with another Urgle attack. Oh no! By which Aragon is shockingly captured, just like the chapter title predicts. Addicted. And Dang. once again, he passes out into the next chapter. <laughs> oh, and I can't forget, Aragon searched all of the prisons along the way in that month journey uh, for his oh, lady yeah. crush. So it oh, turns yes. out he wasn't joking. No, he literally he, was not he joking. Was going to check <laughs> he was... every prison. <laughs> he checked. He was so every serious prison. about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, in chapter whichever number it is, forty, that one <laughs> called. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do Sundavar Frior. Yeah, Aragon. That one and not me. <laughs> Aragon wakes up drugged and probably concussed in a cell in Gilead. As he sits in the cell, he sees a group of people walk past. There are a bunch of soldiers, the shade from the prologue. And the hot girl from his dreams. Oh my god. Wow. Which causes Aragon to have his second awakening of the chapter, if you know what I mean. Oh god. (laughs) He eventually realizes that he's being drugged through the food and water and resolves not to eat or drink anything until the drug wears off enough that he can use his magic or contact Sephira. But in the meantime, the shade comes to gloat and question him. Aragon tries to pretend that he's still dragged and gives these dim-witted answers to the Shade's questions until the Shade tries to get him to reveal his true name, which, mm. as you might remember, would give the Shade some nebulous kind of power over Aragon. 
Aragon doesn't actually know what his true name is, so he makes something up and tells the Shade that his true name is Dusundavar Fjar, which mm-hmm. means Death of the Shadows. Oh. <laughs> Aragon is so scary. I know, right? Yeah. And the Shade is basically like, the f***? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Why? This emo like, child. Oh. What? Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. We'll get to we him. Will. Hey, do you think that means that girl is Aragon's dream girl? I think she is his dream girl. Dream woman. Yeah, wasn't please. that confirmed? <laughs> but like, you know, dream girl. Like, not necessarily just the oh. girl from the dreams, but also his it's like dream girl, girl of his dreams. Yeah. Continue explaining the joke. <laughs> yeah, here, let me just explain the joke for a couple more minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, but before we get to the dream girl, can we talk yeah, about Yeah, let's go back how... to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aragon and Murtag, like, bro out <laughs> over the yeah. fact that they're oh my God. Both, like, hunting and arching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they can't talk about their feelings. No. Yeah, like... <laughs> no feelings. No feelings. Bro out for a month straight. <laughs> yeah. What are men? What else are men supposed to do, Hannah? They can't talk oh, about you know. their feelings or their pasts or what happened to them. No. Nope. Or like no. Safira no. ever. Nope. 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 They nope. just bro. They just. <laughs> they just bro. Just... They just bro. I just love that it bro. They bro, bro, bro. Aragon yeah. like finds a dude his age and is like, oh man, archery, am I right? And the guy's like, hell yeah, man, archery. <laughs> archery and also the thing you do with archery, hunting. Hunting. <laughs> but this is what men would do. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately. This is quite literally, they would never talk about anything that's happened to them. They wouldn't talk about feelings. They wouldn't talk about how cool Safira is or like anything. They would just be like, yeah, let's go hunt. Yeah. See, what annoys me is that it's implied that Aragon talks about his feelings with Safira. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, oh, he doesn't talk about Brahm, but he does talk about Brahm with Safira. You know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're working through your grief with the only female character. Classic. <laughs> Classic yeah. emotional because labor. Of course, yeah. only women can be used for emotional outlets, right? Can't do yeah, that yeah, with yeah. another man. I mean, maybe it is helpful that she's not human. You know, I could sort of see that, you know? It's just like a a disconnect that helps talk about feelings that you would feel weird talking about to other people. It's not like Murtag knew Brahm, right? Mm. Like, Murtag showed up as Brahm got stabbed and was dying. So Aragon probably can't be like, uh, remember all of these things we did? Wow, what a good time I had with my poor dead friend Brom. Murtag would yeah. probably just be like, okay. Cool. Like, cool story, bro. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it says that they get to wherever after a month. And yeah, it's it like, dang, we're like friends. It sucks that we'd have to go our separate ways. And it's like, yeah. you're friends? <laughs> just, yeah. just talking about hunting for an entire month? <laughs> Yeah, I I've never been a participant in a like only men conversation, um, for probably obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most of my friends, we have like a pretty solid mix of like, oh my god, did you watch Survivor last night? And 
I'm having like an emotional conflict because I'm almost 30 and nothing in my life is the way that I thought it would be at that age. Like <laughs> there's a balance between surface level interests and, you know, feelings. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do do men do that? If you're a man, let us know on social media. <laughs> let us know if you have friends with which you talk about feelings. Uh-huh. Um, from my experience, they do not. <laughs> but. Alas. I won't, I won't get more into that. <laughs> yeah. The other weird thing about this month. Uh-huh. I sp- suppose there are several weird things. It takes uh-huh. like two months for ribs to heal. So like. We're confirmed, like, Aragon's healed from his broken ribs within, like, a week or two. Yeah. Because he and Murtag start their cool bro sword fights (laughs) where they're perfectly matched. Oh my god, they're so perfectly matched. It's like they're made for each other. They're made for each other. I think, Uh you know how I... (laughs) Maybe they're either best friends or Uh they're gonna kiss later. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. They're... (laughs) I say that knowing Listen. what you've insinuated. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I know not. where it goes later, but like based just on this chapter, I'm like, wow, they're gonna fall in love for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're yes. definitely gonna fall in love. <laughs> I mean, until the next chapter when the hot girl shows up. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so Aragon heals super fast. So I think we know that's like a rider thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's part of his weird physiology. Yeah, but I guess he's just like perfectly healed. Also, like it's a good thing that he heals really fast because he's gotten a lot of head injuries. Oh my god! At this yeah, point. I was thinking, how does he not have like a brain injury? Yeah, he gets knocked out so frequently. So frequently. <laughs> What's that thing that football players get when they have all those those like micro concussions and then yeah. I don't know. And then if they get another concussion, it will kill them. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's only 16. He's 16 now. He's officially a man. He only has to worry once he turns 30. <laughs> well, I'm 29 and my body has collapsed. So maybe yeah. maybe right. a little before that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 27 seems right. Yeah. But yeah, Aragon is officially a man now, which is exciting <laughs> for him, I guess. <laughs> Good job, Aragon. <laughs> did it you done it you done did it didn't we decide before that like dragons become sexually mature around six months old which i guess would make safira now a woman now that she's <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> she's six months old now that Aww. she's six months old i thought we had gone longer than six months somehow i also thought that but, but i guess not i guess not i mean i guess the first like month Right? Sphere was only like two months old or whatever when That's they left, true. right? Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe she won't be so teen like <laughs> mm-hmm. anymore. Well, I mean, if she just had sexual maturity, that means she's probably like definitely the human teen. equivalent of like 14 ish. So, uh, like, <laughs> obnoxious. She's got a, a, a couple more months of being terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any teenagers who are listening, but you'll understand. <laughs> You'll understand when you're older. You'll understand when you're older. It's for your own good, etc. It's like a fun thing that they like talk a little bit about Safira Mm -hmm. being, I guess, at her adult size. Yeah. Now? I think so. Unfortunately, we still don't have like a good comparison point. 
the only thing that's specifically mentioned is that her fangs are the same diameter as Aragon's fist. Yeah. Which is a big tooth. Uh, that's big. that's a big heckin' tooth. It's a big heckin' tooth. <laughs> I wanted to try to math, and I was like, I'm gonna find, like, the average proportion of a fang compared to, like, the average skull, and then try to, like, do some math, and I gave up. I I did find a tooth that is about the same size, I think. Okay. 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 Just in diameter. I don't think it's the same length and it is not useful in any other context because it's from uh, Leviathan. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's how you say it. It's an extinct um, sperm whale. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. The macroraptorial sperm whale. So like it's the it's an extinct sperm whale and it's like gigantic. I think it's around it was thought to be around 16 meters long, which is like 45 to 60 feet big big and the teeth uh yeah the diameter of the biggest ones do seem to be around the size of like a human fist but i don't think like much of the tooth was exposed like they're very short Mm. and squat kind of yeah they're toothed whale teeth yeah and so it does say that saphira's points were the points of her teeth were as sharp as zarak the sword so I'm imagining they're longer. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Close her mouth. <laughs> right? Like, like how did how does it how did she not cut her mouth? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that would hurt. Maybe if we're continuing the sperm whale comparison, modern day sperm whales only have teeth on their lower jaw and the teeth fit into sockets in the upper jaw when their mouth is closed. I did not know that. Yeah, they don't have like That's cool. I don't know enmeshing teeth or whatever they just have the one set of teeth that kind of stick in there so maybe the roof of her mouth or like her upper gum <laughs> is specifically yeah. designed to accommodate very sharp teeth yeah or it could be that like maybe where her jaw like finishes its closing rotation you know is like mm-hmm. like there's like bone or something at the back that yeah. it's closed but then the teeth don't actually like hit the gums or anything i don't know that makes more sense than the sperm whale thing, because I'm pretty sure Safira has teeth on the top and the bottom. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they said she like, <laughs> grinned and stuff, which I think Ooh. they would not say that <laughs> if she only had teeth on her lower jaw. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. quite a look. Yeah, because like, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but like cat teeth are super mm-hmm. sharp. Those like shearing back teeth. And they mm-hmm. just like the top ones are outside of the inner ones. They sit in little like pockets in the lips, but they don't like dig into the gums really. Yeah. So it's probably yeah. something like that. Probably something like that. But again, it implies she has lips. It does imply she has <laughs> Or lips. not, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I was mentioning this in our group chat before we started. Cause I was like, Hey guys, do you know any lizards with fangs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I'm a biologist and I know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. But Sophie, you told me something very interesting about lizard teeth that I didn't know. Yeah, it's uh, been a minute since I like looked this up, so I could be wrong. (laughs) But during like evolutionary time between like the common ancestor of mammals and reptiles back before, I guess around synapsid time, 
mammals have like differentiated teeth. So we have like the molars, the premolars, the canines, the incisors, right? Like all very different teeth. And then lizards have undifferentiated teeth. So they're all sort of just like cones. Like they're all sort of the Mm -hmm. same. And then in certain cases, you get exceptions on both sides. So like in mammals, dolphins have returned to having undifferentiated teeth. And then I think in reptiles, I think technically we were, Sam and I were talking about this. I think technically Mm -hmm. like snake fangs. Yeah. Are slightly differentiated yeah but i think i think that's sort of the base line rule i don't know why it never occurred to me that differentiated teeth would be like a taxonomic thing (laughs) i think i just don't like thinking about teeth (laughs) yeah but i was like whoa (laughs) i need to look at every lizard's teeth now (laughs) yeah i think that's true it sounds pretty confident it sounds legit i would buy it (laughs) You said it very confidently, so I believe you. Yeah, the only thing I'm not sure about is if it's true of modern day lizards or if it's like purely a evolutionary tree thing. Ah. But I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty I don't think lizards have differentiated teeth. So I'm I think I'm right. Yeah, I (laughs) I think so too. I've never seen a lizard with memorable 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 (laughs) teeth. Uh huh. Jesus. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> therapsids were the first with differentiated teeth. So yes. And what are those? They're like therapsids include mammals. Okay. You know, but yeah, they're not mammals. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh-huh. a fun thing. So dragons, since we're assuming they are possibly like Ichi, the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm probably don't have differentiated teeth right and did ichi the dinosaur have hollow bones like a modern bird or did they have regular great question yeah because here they imply that Sephira has not hollow bones (laughs) no they specifically say she has thick bones which is wild (laughs) yeah she must be so strong she also has a very muscular body very muscular (laughs) yeah Okay, but just because we haven't said it in a while, like, that's so energetically expensive to fly. Right? Oh my gosh, thank with you. those kinds yeah. of bones. Like, just, for, just for somebody else to say energetically expensive. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild, though. Like, yeah, she couldn't fly then. <laughs> but she God, has massive wings and very muscular Yeah, muscles. I guess so. Very muscular muscles. Very extremely muscular muscles. Her muscles are really muscular. They're like yeah. super muscles. She's and got like she two of the, all of them. <laughs> Her muscles have muscles. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Like there's gotta be some kind of magic involved there, right? Like dragons so. are inherently magic creatures. And I yeah. feel like that's the only way I can suspend the disbelief <laughs> that a humongous animal with, quote, thick bones yeah. would be able to fly. Yeah. There's just no way that natural selection would go that way. Right? It just doesn't make any lighter. sense. Yeah. Which is, okay, so then... Because it's too energetically this, expensive. It's too energetically yeah. expensive, as some people might say. Uh, <laughs> some 
that implies because we were like, okay, so we think that they were tetrapods, so they had four limbs. The two mm-hmm. front limbs were wings. The two back legs were the normal legs. And then they magicked the extra set for like mm-hmm. fighting or whatever because the extra front legs had serrated claws, <laughs> which we really can't forget. <laughs> yes. But her teeth aren't serrated. They're just very, right? very sharp. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't like comfortable on the ground, right? Like yeah. she doesn't walk quickly. Yeah. So we were like, they have to have been like flying creatures. Yeah. That went four-legged, you know? Yeah. But now this sort of implies that they were actually, like, quadrupedal on the ground. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. they used magic to make wings and fly, you know? Oh, that's a good point. Maybe the thick bones go along oh. with the adding the forelimbs with claws specifically for fighting. Because Ooh. if you're going to make modifications to your body to make yourself a better fighter... You're not going to leave your thin little bird bones that could, you know, snap. That's a good point. Yeah. Right? And add a bunch of muscles to be more powerful. Yeah. And then they had to add muscles to the muscles. Yeah. (laughs) Sophie, bird's bones are like hollow, right? Yes. They have like lattice pieces going all through it. So they just have like bubbles. But yes. So would there be a way to like have that type of bone, but then still have it stronger like make the outer layers thicker but the insides are still kind of like hollow so it makes them stronger but still light so bones are made of carbon fiber yeah carbon fiber i don't know as i was saying (laughs) it i was like "Mm, i don't know if i'm buying what i'm saying (laughs) well so the the thing about birds hollow bones is that like the spaces are usually filled with air sacs that connect to their uh-huh. lungs. Right, yes. I remember that. So there's like pores and openings, right? Hmm. So you couldn't necessarily close hmm. all of that off. Interesting. I mean, maybe they did. I mean, maybe they did. But then there there wouldn't be a point to having the hollow bone. All right. Maybe they have like some new type of bone structure that allows for a thick bone. Or like maybe <laughs> thick in the sense of strong. <laughs> but... The inside, like, my, my cross, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't talk. Uh-huh. The inside structure of the bone uh-huh. is in such a way that it's stronger, but still light. Yeah, you said carbon fiber bone, yeah. and, like, I'm not actually saying joke, no. but actually. <laughs> but, like, fully replacing your skeleton with something totally rad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't. It's a magic fantasy land. We don't so know that that didn't happen. Up to diamond. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I think a dragon skeleton, if you take it out in sunlight, would start glittering. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be made of diamond. You guys, it might be made of diamond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait until Edward meets there. <laughs> Maybe they sealed off the air pockets in the bones. Instead of, like, having them connected to the lungs. And then, like, transmuted the gas inside into whatever the, like, is hydrogen the lightest gas? Something. Yeah. Or helium. So oh, she helium! Could float, like, a balloon. <laughs> helium! <laughs> and then if you, if you, if you're Bragan, Bragan? Bragan? <laughs> if your dragon breaks a limb, the first way you can tell is they roar and their voice gets really, really high-pitched. And you're like, uh-oh, the helium... <laughs> 
Oh no, the helium. <laughs> it's escaping. It's escaping. And then they plummet to the earth and break the rest of their bones? Yeah. No. Wouldn't that have to imply that there's enough helium in the atmosphere of Allegasia then to like sustain that physiology? But they put it in with magic. With magic. They use okay. okay. They, Guys they all have a philosopher's stone that they use to transmute <laughs> the air in a, their bones <laughs> into helium. Their bones I mean, are made of philosopher's stones. <laughs> their their lungs could have some sort of like chemical reaction that converts the oxygen yeah. to helium okay. but then what would the byproduct be fire fire <laughs> fire <laughs> now they breathe fire so a dragon has a skeleton made of carbon fiber and yeah. their lungs are fission reactors which yeah. they use to split atoms to make helium <laughs> Oops, i didn't even realize that when i was saying that no no i like it you guys are going to drive me insane. The we're remember. Listen, we're remembering the first rule of everything, yeah. which is parsimony, where it's not the most complicated thing that is probably the right answer. It's probably the simplest thing. You but can't what tell me what if to do. it was? And it's not nuclear fission. <laughs> gives her the energy she needs to produce the fire to produce the fire and the to fire. fly with her thick bones the fire doesn't kill you it's actually the radiation, actually the radiation. <laughs> that's the other reason why she sparkles is because she's yeah. radioactive that's why she glows that's why Aragon's body is mutating yeah <laughs> It's the three neutrons flying around. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, so we have nuclear dragons. <laughs> I feel like radioactive dragons is not implausible. <laughs> Imagine radioactive dragons. Oh, Imagine dragons, their song radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I love this book. I hate us right now. Uh, oh my god. Okay, um, just briefly while we're still talking about dragon biology yeah uh-huh. because i had an important discovery this week okay okay so remember how we were talking about how if the hexapod right the wings with the four legs mm-hmm. yeah. did evolve naturally we had talked about there was like an extinct fish called mesocanthus that had like six paired limbs and so it could have been from them mm-hmm. i have another option okay okay so in another group of fish, there was another set of fins that were like basically limb-like that evolved in one group and then evolved in another group. Uh, and one of those groups is still extant today. Okay. So technically, elasmobranchs oh. have three sets of limbs. Are, do pelvic fins candles? Because one of those limbs turned into claspers. Oh no! <laughs> but but those are. Safira has d- legs. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! That's their sexual <sighs> organ. Yeah, wait. Should we explain for yeah. the people what a clasper yeah. is? Yeah. yeah. So the the one the version I don't know that this is a hundred percent true of uh, Elasma ranks. Anyway, so the the one I'm talking about uh what definitely evolved from an extra pair of legs was in (laughs) placoderms which were the most 
commonly known one is Dunkleosteus, which is like this huge extinct fish that had like an armored skull head thing and like these massive sheer teeth. Thick bones and sharp fangs. Thick bones and, well, more like plates. <laughs> mm. <laughs> more like just face plates. Face plates. But yeah, so in these fish, a reproductive organ in the males, which are known as claspers, evolved from a- another set of fins. And so claspers, like now, claspers are more commonly known on like elasmobranchs, which are like stingrays and sharks. And they essentially are just like these long projections off of the pelvic fins that act like a penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Two, to be precise. There's Yes, there's two of them. They are there's paired. two of them. So that whichever side that the, like, because the male will sort of grab onto the female from one side or another from like above. And so that way there's options. <laughs> <laughs> Options, Otherwise, no you have to do side. what whales do and have a uh-huh. big prehensile snaky kind of fella. Oh, God. <laughs> we can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Maybe <laughs> we start talking about sea serpents in this book. Wait, to go back uh-huh. to the claspers, though. So yeah. they are what? Modifications of anal fins? I guess so. Or like a whole other fin that doesn't exist in any other type of fish anymore. I think it's more that they became another fin, like another okay. limb from the okay. pelvic fins. Okay. Okay. Right? So like right. they started with four quote unquote limbs and then developed six. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So in this scenario, would we assume then that the back legs are like the tertiary limb pair? Yeah, because the middle ones would have to be the wings. Right. I guess unless or dragons the first ones. reproduce from their chests. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess we would be assuming... We don't know where dragon's cloak is. Yeah, I guess we would be assuming that the claspers would be the third one down the body of a fish in this world, yes. like they are uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, who could say? Who's anyway, who could say? So that's my Safira has dick legs. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> that was a sidebar I was not anticipating. <laughs> she has thick bones and dick legs. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And so many muscles. <laughs> and so many muscles. Muscles on her muscles. And big teeths. Wow. She's a marvel. Yeah, the image in really my head right now. Is <laughs> what of severe legs? <laughs> just like this dragon that you just described with everything uh, we've concluded, with the yeah, nuclear reactor in her chest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the carbon fiber skeleton. Yeah, this is a delightful I, creature. I just love how I'm the one who worked in nuclear and did not think of what I was saying, being like, "Oh yeah, oxygen can be converted to helium." Like. No, you No idiot. problem. <laughs> I mean, with magic. With I don't magic. know anything about nuclear, which is why I magic. can make yeah. these leaps. <laughs> yep. I don't think to, to like, break an oxygen atom like that, I, 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 that's why you use things like uranium and plutonium. But yeah. I mean, like, you Amazing. could do it. 
You could do it if you had enough magic. Magic would do it. Then helium. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then you fill your bones with helium and it lets Whoa. you float. What if it was the opposite? <laughs> what if her lungs were a fusion reactor and it was two hydrogen atoms coming together to make helium? Oh my god. Damn. And Just then for, I, they have not successfully used fusion in a capacity to make energy yet. But if they do, okay. it could be a Dragons game changer for the energy would be sector. the first. Oh, dragons would be the first to use it yeah, yeah. they use magic mm-hmm. to do it that's why they're cheating yeah so we need to reverse engineer a dragon so we yeah. can make fusion reactors and provide clean energy <laughs> see this podcast is about saving the planet yeah you know how gas prices are really high right now well oh my God. sharks i'm here to talk to you about <laughs> reverse engineering a dragon <laughs> so that we can have fusion reactors you know how it's called Dragon's Den? Well, I'm here to pitch my project. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like you were going to talk about the sharks about reverse evolving to turn their claspers into wings so they could become <laughs> dragons. I'm like, you're just going to like go to an aquarium and be like, okay, sharks, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sharks. No, I was referring to Shark Tank yeah. and then also Dragon's Den, two shows yes. I've never watched. <laughs> Me neither. But I people make those. jokes about them all the time. Uh-huh. Yes. One of them is Canadian, but I don't know which one. I'm Dragon's pretty sure Den. Dragon's Den. Yeah. Shark Tank is American. Okay. Yeah. Shall we talk about the second chapter of this book? <laughs> we probably should. Before we do that, can we talk about this Urgle attack real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I had something else I also want. I had several oh, yes. things I wanted to talk about in this chapter. Hold on. Yeah, we're not moving on yet. I'm actually moving backwards to when Aragon is searching all of the prisons in every town they pass <laughs> to find yeah. his dream girl. His lady sure. Because he starts his, yes, his dream woman. He says his disguises become, quote, increasingly elaborate. <laughs> all I can imagine is those glasses with the nose. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he just puts that on and is up. like, mm, yeah. He's my putting name a bigger is... and bigger mustache under it. <laughs> yeah. He just like, does he have like a collection of wigs? Like, what? Is... <laughs> yeah. How is he disguising himself? A jaunty hat. A, a jaunty, jaunty hat? hat. At yeah. different angles? Yes. Probably. Maybe? The jauntier the hat, the more elaborate the costume. And mm. everyone knows that. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. Maybe he's using magic to disguise himself, but he seems Maybe. to only know dangerous magic, so he just like throws rocks at himself until yeah, <laughs> until, until he's, he's like <laughs> hacked up. Yeah, until his face is a different shape. <laughs> yeah, again, a lot of glossing over stuff that I'm like, man, I sure wish. Yeah, <laughs> sure wish I knew what was going on here. Yeah, because uh-huh. again, in like two sentences, they pass around Urubain, which is right? like the capital. <laughs> yep. They have, like, a tense couple of days where they loop around Urubain, and that's it? Yeah. Yep. Like, what the heck? Like, it's, like, irritable days. Like, not even- Oh, so you were just annoyed? You weren't even, (laughs) like, Like, terrified? Yeah, and nothing happened? You were just like, eh. Like, it's Galbatoric still in Drasleona? It's been weeks now. He's still in Drasleona, yeah. He's still in Drasleona. Yeah. Also- (laughs) I just realized my notes corrected themselves to say Urubin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little spot. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Ur- Urubin while Galbatois lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you about to say? 
I think part of the reason I was having difficulty with that is because, um, I don't know if you know, I really like Star Wars. So oh. I was thinking about how Darth Vader and the Emperor can feel the presence of people, you know? Yeah. I was like, if they if they get too close to Urobane, I assumed Galbatorix was going to like feel Aragon's presence and know what he was yeah. getting for Christmas and also that he was coming into his city. Yeah. But I guess not. But- I guess he's not there still. Yeah, or maybe they don't have the force here. Does ma- yeah. maybe magic doesn't work like that? I I don't know. I know like this is a completely different franchise. For some reason, I like can't get past the idea that like surely Galbatorix has like a way of knowing if a dragon is near him. I don't yeah. know why I'm so convinced no, that I he must that. have that capability. Yeah, but like you can't tell me that Sephira just like waddled around the city and Galbatorx didn't know. Yeah. I also find that hard to believe. Where that like he can't sense like magic, you know? Because yeah. I feel like Aragon and Sephira must just like I mean Sephira's radioactive. Like, right. They can probably <laughs> Geiger her. <laughs> yeah. And Galbatorx's Geiger counter was going <laughs> wild. <laughs> Geiger Batorx. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, uh, aren't you glad I'm here to provide this good I'm content? Yes. So glad. <laughs> right after that, when they send Murtag into the city, mm-hmm. Saphir gives him super secret dragon words to tell yeah. Dormnad, and we don't get to know what those are. Yeah, I was like, I want to know the password. Like, I want to know the secret <laughs> dragon words. What's the secret password? I want to know. Yeah. And also, why does Saphir know it? <laughs> yeah, like... I guess Brom must have told her and she hasn't told Aragon and Aragon doesn't seem to care that Saphira yeah. knows a dragon password to talk to the Varden. <sighs> but I also like that Saphira explicitly gives Murtag a secret password and then Murtag comes back and is like, yeah, Dermnad wants to like come and meet you and make sure that you really are a dragon rider. I'm like, well, I mean, he's going to see the f***ing dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just salty about not know Like... Yeah, you, you I go to the all the trouble of making a password. Why can't we know it? <laughs> I want to know the password. Want to know the password? I want to know the password. <laughs> <sighs> what do we think the password is? Do you think it's Safira being like, "When I was in my egg, I heard you say <laughs> these words." Like, do you think it's just her trying to prove herself, or is it like, I, an no, I think password. I think it's probably an actual secret password. That the Varden all know that Bronn told Saphira before he died. Mm, okay. Although yeah. now Aragon and Murtag also know this secret yeah. Varden password, and Murtag explicitly does not seem to like the Varden. He reiterates yeah. again in this chapter that he absolutely will not go to the Varden. Yeah. But now he knows the secret Varden password. It's something like, because it says, there are certain words I can give him that will convince Dormnad of his truthfulness. And so it's like, is it that you've met a, like, is she saying secret dragon words that yeah, Dormnad's like, oh, you've definitely met a dragon. But then what are those words? How would Dormnad know them? Yeah. Like a secret. But I guess dragon? the Varden had the dragons for a while. The no, they had an mm-hmm. egg, but like the eggs can't talk, I assume. But they had Brahm or the Varden had Brahm. Yeah. Had Brahm. A dragon at one point. Brahm might have told them the secret dragon password. Anyway, it's very. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they made such a big deal out of it, and then they don't tell us. Yeah, I also love that the Urgles just show up every time 
yeah christopher paulini needs to like cut oh between God. scenes yeah it's a really great plot device <laughs> like they showed up and rather than being like surprised or having like tension or whatever i was like urgles again where are they yeah. coming from just at the end of like every third chapter it's like oh my god the urgles the razak now it's the shade like but alas, like, how have they've they shown not up. gotten better at anticipating this yeah yeah well, and Sephira like, smells them, presumably, but she smells an unfamiliar stench. I guess unless the shade was with the Urgles, because she probably hasn't smelled yeah. the shade. Because she's definitely smelled Urgles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess she wasn't at the place. Well, no. Yeah, she smelled. I was like, she wasn't at the town with them, but they encountered Urgle Yeah, they encountered Urgles on times. the road, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When Ergon ruined everything or whatever yeah <laughs> when he yeah. it all up that's weird also can we talk about how aragon used a brissinger spell which you may recall means fire and what happens oh is one of the urgles literally explodes yeah Bazinga. excuse me huh huh <laughs> huh like well, aragon so- says bazinga and an urgle blows up like that's not <laughs> how that works <laughs> bazinga <laughs> uh isn't it the intent though is that this book <laughs> yeah well i ago. said that um so i'm going but, to say that yes that's correct because it was my idea i think didn't brahm say a really powerful magic worker can say like oh that's true he did say yeah. that. and then they'll explode or whatever yeah that's a good point so okay so i'm just blowing smoke up my own ass uh, <laughs> aragon could say like a dragon Bazinga as many times as he wants <laughs> and it can do whatever and it can do so many different things i love the idea that aragon just ha- refuses to learn any other words in the ancient language and he's just like i'm just gonna make sure my will is super strong and i'm uh-huh. just gonna say brazinger over and over again <laughs> he's gonna accidentally explode someone yeah i think i feel like that's what he did this like last time they met urgles he was too scared to kill them so he just threw them all yeah and he escalated to literally blowing one up so fast i guess it's been a must he's annoyed from like oh my god you went from zero to bazinga bombs like what the (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty wild this kid i mean well kid Sorry, I forgot he became a man in this chapter. I guess yeah, men sorry. kill. He's an adult man. Oh, no. He's an adult man now and men kill with Brazinger. And men kill people. I mean, he had quite the awakening in the second chapter, so... Oh, sh- yeah, should we go to the second chapter? Yeah, let's go to the second chapter 55 minutes into the recording. <laughs> Listen, it was really important that we talk about Sophia's dick legs. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't say that Aragon has a concussion, but if he doesn't, I will be shocked. Like how? He's he's been hit over the head so many times. Yeah. But he like sees this beautiful elf lady and she is as perfect as a painting. She has a round chin, high cheekbones, and long eyelashes that give her an exotic look. And she is the fairest woman he had ever seen. (laughs) And then the line after that after he sees this elf woman unconscious, unconscious, <laughs> yep. and like describes her to us, the reader, it says Aragon's blood burned as he looked at her. Something awoke in him, something Ugh. he had never felt before. Ugh. It was like an yeah. obsession, except stronger, almost a fevered madness. It's like, what? 
didn't this is Edward. It's Edward again. Yeah, yeah. this feels I'm sure unhealthy. Woke up. <laughs> it's like Aragon just got his first boner. Is that what happened? Like, <laughs> yes, he did. It's like, oh my god, reading that as a grown up, it was, was very like, uncomfy. Whoa, this is too explicit for Aragon. <laughs> Literally, that's like on par with how some romance authors do it. Like the way that he wrote that was like actually not half bad but (laughs) very inappropriate in a middle grade level book i haven't read that many romance books but i feel like i've read some that like aren't that intense (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of them are um (laughs) which is why this was very uncomfy oh god something awoke in him it's like i was like yeah something sure awoke uh, he's a man now. He's a man now. That's and how you know. In more ways than one. No. Um, do we want to talk about the vampire that shows up in the next chapter? <laughs> I mean, in the next sentence? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, here's the shade. They're going to, like, disprove our vampire hypothesis. No. No, no they do no. not. Uh, he has deathly white skin. Uh, his hair was red like blood. Got maroon eyes. Yep. He's not a vegetarian vampire. Nope. Uh-uh. And he's got teeth filed to points. <laughs> like, geez. That was also just an image. He's Absolutely got like. A vampire. Yeah, he's got those teeth like the mouth of Sauron where they're all just like points. Like Twi'leks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Twi'leks Ugh. file their teeth. Yeah. I don't like it. I hate Twi'leks? it. They're from Star Wars? Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were still talking about Lord of the Rings, and I was like, what? I don't talk about Lord of the Rings. I talk no, about that's Star my Wars. job. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Aragorn sees this creature who is very clearly a vampire and immediately knows that it's a shade. Has he seen one before? I assume stories. Like, I assume there's, like, folklore and stories about them. About vampires? I would assume he's probably never seen one. They seem to be quite rare. But I would assume yeah. there's, like, rumors, and especially because he goes to the spine all the time, or used to, that, like, watch out for a shade. So, that would be my guess. Yeah. I like that the shade is very pale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's weird that he, like, because it says, like, oh, he knows that the presence of a shade means that evil is loose in the land. And it's like, yeah, f***ing Galbatorix is yeah. king. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Huh? It's been loose for, like, a century. <laughs> yeah. Although maybe, like, Galvatorx, like, tries to keep up a pretense that, maybe. like, maybe the shades are kept unless he needs to, like, remind everyone how terrifying and evil he is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. except later on in the chapter, I'm skipping some other stuff that I definitely want to talk about. But near the end, the shade makes a comment to Aragon that basically boils down to, you can either serve Galbatorix or you can serve me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I assume the shade wouldn't do if he was emboldened, not emboldened, beholden to Galbatorix like the Razak are. Right. Right? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That I was about to say, he seems shady. Um. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Good one. Nice. Shady guy. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if he is going to be like a secondary antagonist to both Aragon and Galbatorix, because that would be interesting. Ooh, that would be interesting. I don't know if this book has that much 
complexity in it. I would assume yeah. no. Maybe not. Maybe one of the later ones. Yeah. The, they, they get thicker and thicker as the series goes on. Yeah. Much like Saphir's bones. <laughs> I was going to say, and they have lots of muscles. <laughs> um, oh, man. What, a thing that maybe makes this um, horrible feelings that Aragon's having slightly <laughs> uh, better uh-huh. is that, well, so like he's got like this weird drug in him again that makes uh-huh. him his brain all foggy and he forgets all the magic words and he like doesn't know what's going on because like later he's just like if i don't eat or drink i could use magic and then i can rescue her like his thoughts aren't uh-huh. coherent yeah. right yeah <laughs> and so he's just in this sort of like half asleep phase where he's just like feelings <laughs> uh-huh. is all that he can manage he's feeling a lot of things well it's like you said yeah. uh I don't think it was last time i think it was the episode before that aragon was like tripping on ambien it's like oh, the yeah. same thing again yeah. again again just having wild times it's just except this time he's like pretty happy kind of i guess like so, it almost yeah. seems like he's drunk like he's yeah. just like having a good time he falls asleep a lot he doesn't really know what's going on but he's like wow that girl is so hot <laughs> Yeah, it's like you just can't focus on anything for longer than, like, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. he can focus long enough once he realizes he's being drugged through the food and water to yeah. decide not to eat it. Through That's the smart. onion. Yeah, okay. Onion. Can we talk about the meal that Aragon gets? <laughs> they, like, show up to deliver him his prison food, and it's, like, a bowl of water and then bread, cheese, and an onion? an onion yeah but your main food groups they give him like his meal like bread and cheese it's like yeah and then they give him a whole onion just a whole onion to just not on like like a a hamster (laughs) what's he supposed to do with the whole onion (laughs) to eat it like an apple yeah i mean i guess maybe it would make him drink a lot because he would have to get the onion spice out of his mouth unpleasant like an onion <laughs> I, I will not get over this onion like what the yeah. f- is it like I don't know like I a, mean, like a green onion have you I mean have you read holes I have but not since I onions. was like 10 okay do they eat onions and holes they eat raw onions for like why days. because it's the only food they have <laughs> did they choose it though because these guys are like choosing to give Aragon an onion I mean, it's the only food Aragon gets. <laughs> it's probably packed with nutrients. Full of nutrients. Yeah. Is there a lot of... Are, are they energetically dense? <laughs> Those I don't think they actually are, but maybe they are in Alagasia. Yeah. I'm also not going to use holes as my basis for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Onions are super good for food. <laughs> that took me a minute there to remember. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah. And now they wander out into the desert and they yeah. find onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God's them and they just eat onions for days. Oh, yeah. my God. And then the spoiler at the end is that the super deadly lizards don't like onion smell. Oh, yeah. So they yeah. Don't bite. Remember? Remember? <laughs> remember? Remember? We'll like, read holes like next and biologize <laughs> yeah. all over the people, I guess. <sighs> That would be fun because Holes is such a good book that I don't think anything is wrong with it. Well, um, anyway, <laughs> apparently, uh, according to this Healthline.com article, 
some of the benefits of onions are they are packed with nutrients. Oh. They help control blood sugar and boost bone density. Antibacterial properties, which is good when you're in jail. And yeah. they are easy to add to your diet. <laughs> they are. So that's a but good one for Aragon. so easy to add to your diet. They're so but- easy to add to your diet. Just <laughs> eat one whole and raw with a fucking piece of cheese. Also, like, if you're putting, like, drugged food, shouldn't it be, like, soup? Yes. Like, yeah. are you just, how do you get it in the onion? How do you drug it? <laughs> I mean, they could inject it. Like, can you imagine? Just inject the needles. Fucking <laughs> venom? You have oh to invent God. plastic. <laughs> I mean, his his teeth are fine needles. He could just be like... <laughs> he, put, he put his vampire venom in the onion. Yeah, yeah maybe the, that... The drug is actually vampire venom. Maybe it's an onion because, like, maybe onions have the exact right, like, density and consistency to easily milk a vampire. Yeah. So it's, like, super easy for him to just bite into an onion and express a bunch of venom into it. And then he feeds the onion to his prisoners. (laughs) And they get stupid. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining, you know, when they milk snakes into, like, those saran wrap cups? cups, Yeah. And they're just, like, their face gets all mashed down and smooth. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm imagining the shade looks like. That's what he does. (laughs) While he's just chomping down on an onion. Yeah. Yeah. What exactly. kind, like, is it like a Vidalia onion? Or maybe like red onion? Like, red onion is okay, just a raw. regular white onion. Just like a white I think onion? It's just a white yeah. onion, yeah. Do you think it still has a skin on it? Probably. Well, I mean, Aragon can peel that off himself. Like, they're not gonna do yeah. everything for him. Well, I mean, but if they want to, like... Okay, they do say in the chapter, that, like, later in the chapter, that he's being drugged specifically through the water. But and if he's food. being drugged through the onion, <laughs> didn't he? Didn't he also say <laughs> if this onion is being full, filled oh, with yeah. drugs? <laughs> this onion is just rolled around in drugs. Don't they eat just, it. They just coated an onion in cocaine. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would make him better at magic. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you would be able to do magic so fast. So fast. What's a uh, what's a drug I can't that makes we you just talked about sleepy. an onion for like ten minutes? I'm Maybe. not done with this onion. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm over this onion. <laughs> okay, I mean, I was gonna be like, we should probably talk about the girl, but like, I don't, there was nothing. She's an elf. No, she was. Which she was unconscious the whole time. A while ago, I think, but. Yeah, I thought we knew that she was an elf already, but maybe we didn't. I don't think we did. I don't think um, Sam did. We know. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. Whoops. But that's fine. I mean, Hannah knew. Hannah knew. I know everything. Yeah. Except how to drug an onion. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one of the future chapters will teach you. (laughs) Mm. I need to know. Yeah. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to drug an onion. The drug was in the bread, probably. That would be the easiest. It it was in the water. The shade said it was in the water. Oh. Then yes, that... Yes. Um, I, I At least I assume that's why the Shade is very concerned that Aragon hasn't been drinking his water. Like, if they're feeding him raw onions as a meal, they're probably not that concerned with his hydration. Yeah. I'd be concerned about that breath. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, right? The Shade's like, I actually don't want to stand in here and talk to you anymore. You smell no. bad. <laughs> you smell so bad. Saphir is not so the bad. only one whose breath is fiery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Aragon gives a fake secret name... Yeah. Death of the Shadows. 
do trying to varfrior. Yeah, trying to do an intimidation check on that shade, yeah. which I guess kind of works. The shade seems like not intimidated, but like perturbed. Yeah, like uneasy. I think is the word that is yeah. described. That's the one. So I yeah I don't know. I guess Aragon probably got like a twelve. You know, like yeah, pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like a satisfactory role. Yeah. And the shade is, uh, oh my god, so like cartoon villainy. He says that, uh, you should know I have an endless fascination for names. I will greatly enjoy discussing yours in much greater detail. And it's like, okay. 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 <laughs> They're just broing intimidation at each other. <laughs> Where's Murtag? Where's We're Murtag? Bro out. Murtag Get has in to here. be there. <laughs> Get that guy in here. I was off arching. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah the exciting thing about the end of this chapter is it's only mid-afternoon yeah and he doesn't go to sleep <laughs> he doesn't go to sleep he does what go if to in sleep the next chapter... several times within the chapter oh yeah yeah what if but... he doesn't wake up in the next chapter wouldn't that be wild oh i don't yeah. think that's possible what if he doesn't oh. wake up like what if what if he died? <laughs> he died in, what if he dies in between died chapters in he dies in um, his sleep in the cell <laughs> the end <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, he starts the chapter by awakening. Dang it, oh you're not supposed to read. You're not supposed Damn. to. We have to guess what's in the next chapter. Well, now you can. No, you have to. Oh, yeah, I know. I only read the first sentence. Okay. <laughs> well, did you guys have anything else to say, or should we should we guess what's in the next chapters? I had nothing important to say. I just, like, the way that Aragon reacted to being a prisoner, I found just very amusing. That was the only thing. <laughs> he was, he was just so hell. nonchalant. He was, he was just like, he was just take a nap. Gonna take, yeah. Just gonna eat this. Everything's yeah. fine. I'm fine. That's a great point. Yeah, he gets like bothered that the food isn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it was just like little things like that. And I'm like, my dude, yeah. you're a prisoner. <laughs> like, are you not yeah. freaking out? <laughs> but like, again, one of the many hints that like, Aragon would be so much better if it was a funny book. Like, imagine if that yeah. scene had just gone a little bit harder. It would be it so good. so funny. I was laughing so with funny. it as is, and I think we can yeah. tell by my reaction to this book, I don't like this book very much. But I was laughing. <laughs> like, it was funny. Yeah. It was good. It's, yeah. good. I, it's a good book, I swear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear you guys. I, I do like that he's just like wait a minute like there's a big yeah. moment where yeah. he's like wait a minute i was captured by urgles not yeah. men how did i end up here and then he's exactly. like exactly anyway i'm hungry exactly <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care <laughs> no oh, man. no f- he's like oh they're giving me food chill cool chill. where's my what dragon this is? <laughs> yeah he's just having a good time doesn't seem yeah. bothered that like he can't talk to safira it's like eh, whatever oh i'm out of bed i might as well nap just, just- I'm just gonna eat an entire f***ing onion. Yeah, like, he doesn't remember Safira until no. later. <laughs> like, after it starts to wear off, he's just like, meh. Just I wonder so where funny. Safira and Murtag are. Somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? But maybe Probably we should just guess. Left to have their own <laughs> yeah, they just, they just left. <laughs> yeah. I'm your writer now. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yes. Let's guess what happens next. Okay. okay so yes. the next two chapters are called Fighting Shadows and A Warrior and a Healer. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to rescue his lady love and she's probably a healer. Ugh. 
I'm guessing that because Du Sundavar Friar, his magic name <laughs> is Death of Shadows to try and punk the shade. Yeah, is he gonna I'm assuming fight he's going to have to fight yeah. the shade. That was in my this chapter. guess as well. Yeah. I feel like that's so sudden for the shade yeah. to be introduced while Aragon's in jail and then for him to immediately fight the shade. Yeah. But the, like sometimes this book goes real fast. Yeah. So. I guess that's like middle grade slash YA yeah. does go yeah. pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I have no problem with it. It's it just does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I assume a warrior and a healer because of the contents of the book. Obviously, uh-huh. Aragon is going to be the warrior, and the girl is going to be the healer. Is that what we're thinking? Oh. I yeah. Was, I was wondering if it was like one person who was. Oh. Both the girl. A warrior and a healer, probably the girl. Yeah, probably the oh, girl. Oh, I like that more. Yeah, me I too. definitely Let's went with. That. Oh, Aragon's the warrior and she's the healer, and they're gonna now make a power couple. I mean, that's probably what it actually is. I think I mostly thought that. Um, did either of you read the book Firebringer as a kid? No. No. It's basically Watership Down, but with deer and like slightly less good. But I was obsessed <laughs> oh, with yeah. it. Sure. Yeah, okay. And. Basically, there's a prophecy in it that I mostly have memorized because I've read that book so many times. One of the last lines is, born a healer and a king. So I think that's where my brain brain went to. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, oh, clearly this is one person and it's Rannoch the deer. (laughs) 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 He's going to show up in Aragon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. I I would love that. I I would love that. I want to read that book again. I really like it. (laughs) You can. It's allowed. But while we're talking about books that we want to read, whoa, let's talk about books that we are reading or have recently read, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> because some of us might not be currently reading <laughs> much. Oh, no. <laughs> some um, of us, no. huh? Some of us. No, I am reading much. I guess, yeah, it's been a little bit since we recorded. So I finished rereading all of Tomorrow Pierce. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, the books I wanted to read, which were basically all of them. Uh, and then I read a bunch of a series by Penny Reed, which were like rom-coms that were pretty fun. And then I decided to start reading Percy Jackson again for the TV show. Yay! So nice. I'm currently reading The Sea of Monsters, and I just started The the City We Became audiobook. Oh, that's our Midlight Book Club book of the month. Yeah, and I'm not going to say any opinions because I'm like two chapters in. I have not gone very far, but it's wild. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah. It's a cool concept. What about you guys? What are you guys reading? I'm not reading our Midlight May book, but I am reading Book Lovers by Emily Henry because all my brain can handle right now is emotionally hurt people falling in love. Well, and uh-huh. Emily Henry just does just does that better than anybody else. But uh, I also just read the first Bridgerton book, which is more problematic than the show. But uh, <laughs> fine, fine. And then I read a bunch of books while I was on the boat, listened to a bunch of things. So I'm not going to go through them all. But I will shout out A Dowry of Blood by S.T. Gibson because she is an indie author. And this was originally a self-published book, but will be later published in the end of this year actually similar to the atlas six which was another tiktok phenomenon that was self-published and got picked up i want to read that yeah me too but a diary of blood is a retelling of uh dracula's bride 
And uh, it was quite interesting. And I read it because my boyfriend recommended it to me. And he's like, hey, do you want to read this weird vampire retelling book with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, babe. Let's do it. (laughs) So we did. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's my highlights and uh, what I'm currently reading. Well, I am in like a little bit of a slump. I have started reading four different books and have not finished any of them. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The one of those that I'm like most excited about is Fevered Star by Rebecca Roanhorse. Mm. It's the sequel to, I believe it was our February book club book, yep. which was not Midnight Sun, which is what I keep calling it in my head. It's Black <laughs> Sun. It's Black Sun. It's not Midnight Sun. They're different mm. things. One of them is really good and one of them is terrible. Black Sun is the good one. You should read that one. So I'm reading the sequel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then I'm also listening at the moment to Caraval by Stephanie Garber, <laughs> which is like super YA, but I'm having yeah. a really good time. Yay! Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. I have suspicions about Julian, but they keep, they're trying really hard to disprove my suspicions, but I'm not letting them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm suspicious. And I also listened to Star Wars Brotherhood by Mike Chen. It's the newest Star Wars canon novel about... Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker in the period between Attack of the Clones and like the Clone Wars animated content. And it is my favorite Star Wars book now. I loved it so much. Oh Oh, man, more than Queen Shadow? More than Queen Shadow. Damn. It's close, but like, oh my god, yeah. I gotta read that one. Yeah, it's got that like good Anakin and Obi-Wan content, good like found family and kind of a readjustment period. The characters he introduced were awesome and it's the first meeting of obi-wan anakin and asajj ventress oh so, fun yeah good stuff if you like star wars i recommend that one hells yeah and now i'm just like sitting here waiting for someone else down the podcast uh if you liked yeah. this chapter of midlight <laughs> crisis consider rating and reviewing us on spotify or your podcatcher of choice you can talk to us and find fun related content on social media we are at midlight pod on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And today we have a testimonial from Safira about our podcast. <laughs> Again, wisdom flies from their mouths. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow, so thanks, thanks, Safira. She went the to Spotify to review. leave that review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic.